It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Who they think they're going to beat them Bengals? It is the Locked On Bengals podcast with your hosts, Joe Goodberry and Jake Lisko. Find us on Twitter at Joe Goodberry and at Jake underscore NFL. Please like, subscribe, and share as we try to grow this community and pump out daily Bengals content just for you. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. There's a bunch of news to catch up on. We've been derelict in our duties of telling you about the Bengals' new coaching hires. A few players have dropped out of the Senior Bowl, and Duke Tobin talked to Marissa Contepelli on Monday night down in Mobile, Alabama, where the Bengals are getting ready to coach a Senior Bowl. That and his mock draft Monday, so in segments two and three of the show today, you'll hear Joe review the mock drafts from around the internet and then do one of his own. He's headed down to Mobile right now, probably landing about the time that I'm recording this interview. It's about 8 o'clock in Alabama right now, and we'll get some updates from Joe from the Senior Bowl on site this week. Looking forward to that. And as draft season gets into full gear, we are working on lining up a series of guests to talk about Joe Burrow, to talk about the rest of the Bengals' needs, We'll get the perception from smart people, smart football people about what's going on in Cincinnati and what the outlook should be outside of our little Bengals bubble. But first, some news. Al Golden will be the new Bengals linebacker coach. He replaces Tam Lukabu, who's gone on to the college ranks. And the Bengals also hired Steve Jackson, a former safety and longtime safeties coach with the Jets, Titans, Lions, and Washington and Buffalo to coach the secondary. That means Robert Livingston, as has been announced so far, will remain the safeties coach and Jackson will coach the entire secondary. Jackson's NFL career started in 1991 and ran through 1999 all of that time under defensive coordinator Jeff Fisher in Houston and then Tennessee when the Oilers became the Titans. He will join the Bengals down in Alabama to get ready for the Senior Bowl. Al Golden has a much more interesting resume, you could say. He's been a head coach in the college ranks twice. He brought Temple into some level of prominence as a head coach there before going on to the University of Miami. He then went on to the NFL where he coached tight ends and later coached linebackers. Golden then has experience as a linebackers coach, which he did for Boston College and Penn State. He was a defensive coordinator at Virginia before he was a head coach from 2006 to 2011 at Temple in Miami. Then he was a tight ends coach for a couple of years in Detroit before for Detroit, he switched over to the linebacking coach position and now he'll do that same job for the Bengals. He was decorated in college for his work at Temple, bringing them from 
really nothing up to a level of some competitiveness. In 2009, the Temple Owls finished at 9-3. and He was the MAC Coach of the Year, their best season since 1979, their first winning season since 1990. Golden also, at that point, interviewed for UCLA. He was considered for a Wisconsin job, but instead went on to the professional ranks. His head coaching record in college, just like Marvin Lewis, an even 500, 59 and 59. When we first heard about the Al Golden hire, it didn't sound like there were a ton of connections to the current Bengals staff, but there are a few if you look at the assistant coaches. Jim Turner was at Boston College the same time Al Golden was. Bob Bicknell was the offensive line coach for Al Golden when he was the head coach at Temple, and he worked with Brian Callahan in Detroit. So there are a few connections to some of the assistants, but he will be coaching the defense for the Bengals, and the guys that he's worked with are now all coaching offensive positions. Of course, Bob Bicknell, who was his offensive line coach at Temple, now coaching receivers for the Bengals. Still, the guys know each other, so there is some connection there. Initial inspection doesn't reveal any immediate connections with Steve Jackson and the current Bengals staff, and he's earned himself a little bit of a promotion from safeties coach to defensive backs coach as he joins the Bengals. Jeff Hobson of Bengals.com did report that the Bengals are still looking for an assistant special teams coordinator, someone to backfill Braden Coombs' position. They have not announced that hire yet, and that seems to be the only remaining position for the Bengals on their coaching staff. It is worth noting that Bill Callahan, Brian Callahan's dad, is going to be coaching the offensive line for the Cleveland Browns, so any speculation connecting him to his son and a reunion in Cincinnati can now be put to rest as he'll be coaching the Browns instead. As I mentioned earlier, the Bengals are kicking things off down in the Senior Bowl. There's some video up at Bengals.com, an interview with Duke Tobin and Marissa Contepelli that you can check out. There's some video in that that shows Zach Taylor working with the South team in some of their initial team meetings today. It's worth noting that there are a few players that aren't going to be at the Senior Bowl. A couple of linebackers in particular stand out. Jordan Brooks, who is Mel Kuyper's number one inside linebacker from Texas Tech, will not be at the Senior Bowl. Troy Dye not attending the Senior Bowl. Christian Fulton from LSU not attending the Senior Bowl. Depending on how the draft goes, those guys could all be potential targets for the Bengals. We'll just have to see how everything shakes out. And Tobin did also speak on the topic of Joe Burrow. He said that he had a year very few people have had, very well coached. Says that we've seen him, we'll have a lot of opportunity to get to know him through the process. We respect his decision. He had an incredibly long season. It lasted longer than ours did. 15 games at a high level. I can certainly understand needing a little time to decompress after the year they had. So no worries from Director of Player Personnel Duke Tobin on Joe Burrow skipping the Senior Bowl. Next up, you'll hear from Joe. He's recorded the Mock Draft Monday segments for you on this Monday that you're probably listening to on a Tuesday. We get that. But first, I want to talk to you about some mental fitness. We talk about physical fitness a lot, right? You're going to the gym. You're keeping your body right. But LeBron James has teamed up with an app called Calm to help you train your mind, the number one app for sleep and meditation. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, right? And Calm can help you train your brain just like you would train your muscles so you can sleep better, have less stress, and perform your best. 
And of all people, a professional athlete like LeBron knows how important sleep is. He says, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. And if LeBron's doing it, then I feel like we all should probably do it. That dude has it figured out, right? So head on to calm.com slash locked on, get 40% off a Calm premium membership. That's right. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership on calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, sleep better, get a clear mind at work. That's calm.com slash locked on for that 40% offer. Guys, let's talk about sex. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up as twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Let me tell you, we get free samples, and if you think Marshawn Lynch has a good stiff arm, you've seen nothing yet. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B L U E Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Bengals podcast. So it's Mock Draft Monday, and here at the Lockdown Network, we have partnered with thedraftnetwork.com for Mock Draft Monday. And we've been doing this on as the podcast for Lockdown Bengals for over a year. It's been almost just about a year now since I and Jake took over the, the podcast from James Rapine, and we've been doing Mock Draft Monday since then, you know, not during the season for those 20-something weeks in, in the summer, but... We are back to it, and it is time for that. So with that said, I'm going to go over to draftnetwork.com, look at some of their fresh new mock drafts that just came out on Monday, just to give you an idea of where everyone's at. First, Joe Marino. Congratulations to Joe. Him and his wife just had a baby, baby girl. And he has, of course, the Bengals taking Joe Burrow, but I'm going to give you a little bit of what the write-up says. He says, I don't expect this to be a difficult decision for the Cincinnati Bengals. The need at quarterback is clear. And the opportunity to land Joe Burrow is not only the perfect fit, but a passer worthy of the top pick. And Joe has a round two. He's giving them wide receiver Justin Jefferson out of LSU. This actually matches what Dane Brugler has over at The Athletic. His first two rounds go the same way. LSU, LSU, Burrow, and Jefferson. And I don't think anyone would be mad if that's the way it went. I don't know if you've noticed, but second round receivers lately are really doing well. We had, obviously, A.J. Brown with the Titans yesterday. We had Debo Samuel with the 49ers. We had Mecole Hardman with the Chiefs. All these teams with second-round receivers doing pretty well for themselves, and they all had pretty good rookie years for their respective teams. The other one over at the draftnetwork.com is from Carter Donick, and he takes it a little bit different. It's Senior Bowl week. I'm flying out in just a few hours, and I'm recording this on my way out, basically, but Carter takes... All of the players that are at the Senior Bowl and only mocks them. So 
There's no Joe Burrow. He decided not to go. So this is a little fun twist, and I like this. But who would the Bengals take if they can only pick of the players at the Senior Bowl? Carter says they take Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert. And I agree. I think they would, too. I think Herbert's going to be high on their board. But we discussed this on yesterday's podcast, if you didn't listen to that. I still think Burrow is clear-cut number one. But Herbert would be the guy if a tradeback ever did happen. And he says, although LSU quarterback Joe Burrow is all but assured to be first overall on draft day. He isn't going to be down in Mobile, Alabama this week, and Justin Herbert will be. Herbert is an uber-talented passer out of Oregon and has the frame and arm to make teams drool. And that he does. It's the inconsistency issues with Herbert that are obviously going to scare some teams. Some teams. I do think when you look around the league and you see the high upside guys that are hitting lately, whether that was Pat Mahomes, obviously, uh, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson to an extent. These high upside guys, as long as you build the right offense around them, you're pretty much seeing that higher end of their ability most of the time. You don't have to worry as much about the low end issues that these guys flare up with a lot of times. And Herbert could do that if he lands in the right spot. I don't know if the Bengals are the right spot. I do think the offense would fit, but the discussion isn't even there anymore with Joe Burrow on the table. So we'll move on to the next mock draft. As we head over to the Athletic again, Ben Standig has the Bengals obviously taking Joe Burrow in the first round. He has a round two over at the Athletic, and it's wide receiver K.J. Hamler out of Penn State. His analysis. The second round begins. Maybe the team with John Ross shouldn't grab a 5'9 Hamler, but there's top 35 buzz with the Penn State playmaker who averaged 17.5 yards per catch on 91 receptions. So again, we've got someone else pairing wide receiver with Joe Burrow. We get a little bit longer one from my guy Luke Easterling here. He has the Bengals taking Joe Burrow. Obviously, we go to round two. It's Tyler Beattis, the offensive lineman from Wisconsin, mainly a center. There's some buzz right now about him, even though he may be the top interior offensive lineman in this draft, going late second round. And when we did mock draft Monday last week and I was able to trade back, that's where we were able to acquire him there also. So I wonder if 33 is going to be a little bit high uh, for the Bengals right there. But Luke's got four rounds here for the Bengals. So let's keep going. And the next one is going offensive line again with Lucas Niang out of TCU. This is an offensive tackle. He played right tackle there. Uh, I think you draft him in the third round, and he's competing with Bobby Hart right away. And I don't know if he beats him out as a rookie, but Niang should have the higher upside, and maybe that's next year where he's beating him out. But I like the idea of going back-to-back offensive line. I think a lot of people would like that idea. It would really, I mean, what would that signify? That would signify that they're not messing around, and they realize they need to go out and get a, a offensive line that can block for Joe Burrow. I mean, obviously, we know that. But for them to go and do it, I think, is the is the thing we're always worried about. We know they know the issues, right? But do they go out and attack it? And with the fourth-round pick, Luke has them taking Jordan Mack, linebacker of Virginia. Another athletic guy that could be able to run around. But fourth-round pick, right? Are we expecting that guy to walk in and start right away? I don't think so. I think this is probably a scenario that we may see play out. And that mean. And what I mean is maybe they go get a veteran guy. Maybe it's also extending Nick Vigil. And uh, you draft a guy in the fourth round, I think they could spend another pick on a linebacker again. They may sign a Nick Vigil and then a low-end veteran and then also draft a fourth-round guy. And you may say, well, that's waiting too long. You're not going to get the help at linebacker. It's really tough. 
everyone needs a linebacker, and these guys kind of go later than expected a lot of times. But you look at the 49ers, they hit on Dre Greenlaw last year. They had on Fred Warner two, two years before that. These are mid-round picks. You can do it if you do it right. The Bengals just haven't been as lucky as some of these other teams or as good, however you want to look at it. So I think we're sitting at 99% right now of Joe Burrow going number one, and I mean, that's how it should be. I, I don't know if there's anyone standing left that would still put Chase Young or who would be next for the Bengals if it wasn't that Justin Herbert. I mean, we've got to be at like 99% Burrow, 9.9% uh, Chase Young, and maybe 0.1% Tua or Herbert. I'm not sure which which way you would go there, but Todd, Mc, Todd McShay has them taking Burrow. He cites his accuracy, toughness, pocket awareness, the total package. That sounds pretty good. Jason McIntyre, Fox Sports. I capitulated on Twitter. It's time to put Burrow in the number one spot. Dane Brugler says Burrow completed a storybook senior year by winning the national championship, capping arguably the best single season for a quarterback in college football history. Ryan Wilson, CBS Sports. Don't overthink it, Cincy. Take Joe and begin the rebuilding process. Josh Edwards of CBS Sports. Joe Burrow slammed the door shut on any potential doubters Monday night in the college football championship. I agree with him right there. Henry McKenna, USA Today. The 2019 film is glorious. He's glorious. He's going to be an excellent pro. And I think, I mean, you could keep reading that. Mike Renner, there we go. That's our good boy, Mike Renner, PFF. Burrow is in the stratosphere of his own as a prospect that they're finishing off the highest graded quarterback season we've ever seen. My guy, Dan Kadar. From SB Nation, Burrow's skills are impressive, but the Bengals will have to make sure he's not a product of the LSU offense. And I agree with that, too. I mean, obviously, you want to make sure... It's kind of a weird situation. I think we'll look back at this and have answers in three or four years. Because you look at it, right? We're saying, yeah, take Justin Jefferson. Yeah, Jamar Chase is is fantastic. Yeah, let us get Thaddeus Moss. How about Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Their O-line wins best O-line in the, in the, in the nation, right? So, was everyone just fucking A-plus, five-star? No, they weren't, actually, but they played like it. So, in four years, we may come back and say, man, that system was really good. We may come back and say, man, Joe Burrow carried that team. He made that team that much better. We may come back and say, ah, we kind of overvalued everyone in this entire team, and it was just a great mix that can never be put back together. Um, Whatever we end up with, I think, is fair to question now of why was it so good and magical? Best, maybe the best team we've watched in recent memory. Most fun too, but it is kind of rare to see that all come together like that. So I'm just now at this point just googling two round mock drafts. I mean, first round mocks aren't even going to be fun anymore. We need to make we're like a team without a first round pick. If you traded away your first round pick, you just look for mock drafts that have second rounders because you, uh, you know, obviously want to spend all your time fantasizing about that pick and not the one you don't own. But for the Bengals here, I found another one. Benjamin Sulek of the Draft Network has has them taking Austin Jackson, offensive tackle out of USC. He's a junior, uh, declared early. And I think this is one that we could see start to pop up a little bit more and more. His name could... I think it's top of second round is where he's going to end up going is what I'm trying to say here. 6'6", 310 pounds, uh, he looks the part, length and, and strength. Uh, my guy Benjamin Robinson, if you don't follow him on Twitter, he does a, how do I describe this? He makes a visual of a player's draft stock. So if he's been getting mocked in like the round two range, 
for the last three months, and then he starts getting mocked mid-first round, he'll visually show that so you can see what type of uh, um, progression he's made or where his stock is at or if it's at a high point, low point. I wonder if that's something to look at, right? I mean, if in real life, if you buy a stock at a low point, you can you get, give yourself a chance to make money. But I wonder if teams draft guys at their high point a lot and how that are they getting the value long term or if they draft guys at low point guys that are falling remember the Bengals used to do that a lot Michael Johnson's still there in the third round Carlos Dunlap's still there in the second round and they would take these guys and, and do the buy low thing and try and and if they work out it's like you had more high picks uh, so when I look at it uh, for Austin Jackson in particular Benjamin Robinson at Benj underscore Robinson he has him as offensive tackle number four for Jackson and I'm looking at his chart right here. And he did have him around pick 32 for the longest time. He jumped up in December to like it looks like pick uh, 25-ish. And then he's settled back down into the late 30s again. But first round. So getting getting him at 33 is where I think it makes the most sense. Where I think he'll end up falling at the end of the day. Want to go see your Cincinnati Reds this spring during spring training? Well, Arizona is a great place to go, not only see baseball, but to see everything else. And if you go down there and go down for the Cactus League, they've got 10 stadiums, 15 MLB teams, 75 degree temperatures. All 10 stadiums are in the greater Phoenix area within 50 miles. Yeah, you can go down and see your Reds in Goodyear Park down there. Or maybe we've talked about it before. You're into the craft beer. They've got Four Peaks, Angels Trumpet Ale House. Goldwater Brewing Company, all known for great beer. Or maybe you're into hiking. Maybe you want to get out in the desert for the numerous national parks down there. Go up to the Grand Canyon. And if you do the canyon, make sure you bring enough water because it's the way back. Unlike most hikes, that's challenging. It's easy going down, hard coming up. Kind of the opposite of the Bengals. We had a hard time with this bad year, and we're going to come up next year. So go on down to Arizona. Take yourself a little spring break, plan your getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's go ahead. I'm going to head back over to fanspeak.com and do a quick draft. And obviously, uh, let's not talk too much about the first overall pick. I'm clicking the button right now. And this is fanspeak.com on the clock. I'm a, I have a premium uh, membership, which allows me to make trades and yada yada, but I'm not doing that. Their number one player on Fanspeak, Steve, on his board is Joe Burrow. And I think we'll have Joe Burrow. Actually, we should talk about that, right? When we when we do our board, are we going to have Chase Young number one and Joe Burrow number two and just say, well, obviously quarterback goes number one? Or do we truly believe Joe Burrow is a better prospect, had a better season, and projects to be better in the NFL? without looking at position. I think that's a good discussion for one day. I think some people would um, have different opinions on that. And and I think people would struggle to separate the position of value there. And I think that's part of the reason why the very few, what, 5%ers that want uh, Chase Young still 
probably are in that group that, you know, find it hard to separate the difference between positional value. But I think there is even some discussion that maybe just Joe Burrow is just better and had a better season and is a better prospect than Chase Young. I think that is fair for the most part. So, all right, going on to round two now. Well, let's actually, let's look over a little bit. I'm not going to take any trades this time. I did that last week if you want to go back and listen to that one. So, um, going back and looking real quick, see if anybody that we really wanted went in in the 20 range. Austin Jackson, the guy that was just mocked to us in, in the previous segment, went to New England Patriots at 23. Justin Jefferson went 24 to the Saints. That's fun, huh? Stay, stay in Louisiana. Josh Jones, another offensive tackle that we really got to keep our eye on. Minnesota Vikings at 25. I think Javon Kinlaw, defensive lineman. He's a D-tackle. Going to the Seahawks, that's someone we should also keep an eye on. Kenneth Murray at 28 to the Ravens, which sucks. Uh, Another offensive tackle, Isaiah Wilson to the Packers. So, yeah. And I think A.J. Terrell, too. Corner, who got his lunch money taken. And and that championship game, but uh, someone we should look at. So top of the board says Tyler Beatus, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Jacob Eason, Lloyd Cushenberry, LSU center. But as I'm looking at it, I think we're in position to, you know, I think the tackle is, it's going to be an interesting situation. I think we're going to see a lot of these guys mock to the Bengals at 33 at tackle, whether it's Mekhi Becton, Trey Adams, uh, Oh, Prince Tega Wanaago from Auburn. I think we'll see that. I wonder if, how many times we'll see the linebacker mock to them. Is it a need? Do we go Zach Braun, who is a linebacker edge guy? Can do some pass rushing. I think he is a linebacker at the next level. Patrick Queen, I think makes a lot of sense. We go back-to-back with uh, LSU players. I think I'm going to go tackle here and go with Trey Adams and go with the upside guy. He's from Washington. I, I like his feet. I like his hands. I like the way he moves. I think he is going to develop into that guy you want him to be on either side. So, and the other, see, I like Mikai Becton a lot because he's such a mauling, powerful, just strong guy at tackle. And I, for a team that probably wants to run the ball, I think Mikai Becton's going to give the Bengals a, juice, a lot of juice. But I, I just think, um, you know, going with. Trey Adams maybe gives you a more upside as a whole because I think Adams more than likely ends up being a more of a franchise left tackle type where I see Mekhi Becton more as like Orlando Brown for the Ravens, which I'd take either one of those guys. You know, I, I, that's not a an issue. It's just a, a preference, I think, for uh, where you stand. So we're on the clock now for round three. Let's look for any notables that may have went in that range and... Not that we're interested, but Tyler Beatus and Mackay Becton. Becton went ninth. Beatus went 11th in round two. Ah, Lloyd Cushenberry, we mentioned him. 20th pick. I'm looking. I'm, I'm, I don't see Patrick Queen's name. That's what I was looking for as I'm sitting there a little. Yeah, I, I did not see Patrick Queen's name. Let me go look. click on linebacker. See, oh, my God, we're doing it. LSU, I'm already picking. I'm not even looking who else is there. Get Patrick Queen in the third round. So we go. We get Joe Burrow in the first. Trey Adams in the second, get an offensive tackle, come back at Patrick Queen, an athletic linebacker in round three to pair with Jermaine Pratt. I like this. This gets me excited. So that's Mock Draft Monday once again. I really enjoy that how that played out. I think uh, it's possible. I'm, people are mocking Queen. I saw. I think when Matt Miller had Queen, I think he said top 50. He also had a couple other linebackers in there that I have to go watch now. Uh, and if they're top 50, great. I think, obviously, the combine is going to have an effect on that. If Queen runs a 4-6, then 
maybe he doesn't go top 50. And maybe he's there in the third round, and then is that the guy we want? I thought Jermaine Pratt could have got up into the round two range after the senior bowl. He had a nice senior bowl, but he did not. He ended up being there at the top of round three for the Bengals. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Patrick Queen's still there. And for me, obviously, seeing him, it's a value pick, and I'm going to jump on it right away. So that's your Mock Draft Monday. Uh, I'm heading to the Senior Bowl, Mobile, Alabama, very soon. Going to talk to a lot of these draft guys. Going to try and get a lot of quotes from them, see how they feel about some of the Bengals' positions of need. But mostly, I'm, I want to get, like, all their takes on Joe Burrow. Like, even, hey, give me two minutes. What do you think about Joe Burrow? Matt Waldman, Josh Norris, uh, even Jim Nagy. Maybe I maybe I can ask some of the Bengals coaches and scouts real quick and if they'll talk to me at all. They probably won't, but let's see what happens. Huh? Let's let's have a little fun uh, down in Mobile. And that, you guys should hear from me daily. Jake will host the podcast this week, and I'll just give in my snippets and things like that. So until next time, guys, peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.